You are now listening to the Claim It Podcast with me, your host, Trisha Huffman, your joyologist. On Monday episodes of this podcast, I have conversations with people who intrigue and, and inspire me, and we get into the journey of their lives. But sometimes I bring you a special bonus episode, and that is what today's is. I've been taking a little bit of break from these because trying to use as much of my time as possible to work on re-editing, re-editing, re-editing my book proposal. I'm writing my first book and I do have a literary agent, but before we send it off to publishers, we want it to be as impactful as possible, which has been a little bit of a struggle (laughs) with, um, you know, these Corona, COVID, stay-at-home days with kids home. But I am making progress. Anyway, so I haven't been doing as many of these vid, um, uh, podcasts or my, or my bullshit videos, which makes me a little sad because I love them so much. But I'm making progress on the biggest project right now. Anyway, today I'm back because holy shit. One year ago, this week, I released my first podcast episode. It was three at once. I started with my good friend, longtime client, boss, all the things, Jason Mraz. And I also had a solo episode that was talking about behind the scenes of like what I was going through before I actually hit launch because of course doubts fears comparison syndrome aren't there enough podcasts in the world so you can go back and listen to episode one behind the scenes <laughs> and two and three with Jason because we talked for a whole three hours <laughs> but wow yeah May 3rd 2019 I launched that amazing. It blew by. In many ways, it still feels like I just started this podcast. But of course, it also feels so much more comfortable. I remember being so nervous at first when I would sit down to have those conversations with people. Um, And all of the first ones were in person, which I prefer to do. But obviously, these days, we're staying at home and some people live across the country. So I did some other virtual ones. But anyway, I remember being so nervous and, you know, like, of course, like, what am I going to say? And also at first I would type up like a a page of questions and things that I wanted to talk to with the guests. (laughs) And what I quickly discovered is that I pretty much never remembered to look at the sheet or I just more so enjoyed being in the moment with people and having these conversations and allowing them to flow how they flowed. And of course, we got into things or focused on things that hadn't been on my, this is what we will talk about list. But I loved that. And that's a big part of who I am is allowing things to flow and allowing things to come through me and not putting too much pressure on myself on what I should do. (laughs) You know how I feel about the shoulds. Um, But of course, also even after those episodes, in some episodes still, I'll be like, oh, oh, but I wish, you know, when she said that, I wish that I had remembered to ask her this question. Oh, I would have loved to know the answer to this question. Or, oh man, I could have talked about that. And I would just have to let myself off the hook You know, and this is a mantra in real life to use as well. Like, 
okay. What happened, happened. I said what I said. I asked what I asked. You know, that conversation already happened. Because we can so easily have an amazing idea after the fact or a thought after the fact. Oh man, I wish I had come up with that comeback when that person was attacking me or whatever it is, right? Um, that um, w- instead of getting stuck in, I wish that things had gone a different way. I can't believe I didn't say that. I wish I could change what was. We can't change what happened. So I've definitely had to like work on those things when the, oh, I wish I had said this or that, or I said like too many times, or I got so excited I talked over that person, which I do believe I've gotten better at doing, but there are some times I interrupt people because I just actually like want to talk about something that they just said. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, like, so there's been a lot of self-compassion. We need so much self-compassion, guys. So self-compassion before I hit record and just being like, hey, Trisha, what's going to happen in this conversation is what's going to happen. You're here. You're present. You are in this. Let's see where it goes. And so not having the fears and doubts and how it's going to show up. And of course, some of these people that I've talked to, I have really long relationships with. And some people I've just admired from a long time and were just like social media friends. So I've definitely had some nerves of like, I can't believe I'm talking to this person. I can't believe they said yes. Oh my gosh. uh, I hope I don't look like an idiot. And would then just have to again be like, Trisha, they said yes. They want to have this conversation with you. So just be present, show up showing myself love and compassion. And then after the conversations, when again, oh, I wish I had said this, done this, whatever, compassion and love. What was done is done. And I've even thought about, oh, I could, you know, send somebody that question via email and then like put it in, you know, record it in the outro. That's possible. I didn't end up doing that. But again, I was like, okay, maybe there is something I could do if that really feels like it's so important. But I've loved the natural flow of these conversations. I've loved getting to connect with so many people. And I really am like, that was another part of losing the, you know, idea of writing down the notes of what to ask people. Um, I sometimes will take a note beforehand of make sure you, you know, this thing you want to ask them about and it sometimes will come in handy. But also like, it's just so great to be present with someone, be fully present with someone and in that conversation. You know, it's so interesting that I started this podcast and then I would, I have an hour to 90 minute conversations with all sorts of people that, like I said, some of them are old friends of mine that I've known forever. Some people I barely know, some people I don't know at all but I was intrigued by them and inspired. And like, you're just there. We don't have our phones on us. We are fully present with each other for that whole 60 to 90 minutes. And it feels so freaking good. I mean, imagine, even with like our friends, remember hanging out with friends? (laughs) You know, our loved ones, we're so easily distracted these days. Our phones, I'm so grateful for the technology of my phone, to be honest, love it. But it's so easy to just like, whoops, up, let me look that up. Even like, oh, let me Google that real quick. Oh, blah, 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 like something that comes up in the conversation. So amazing gift. I highly recommend. And a lot of the guests would joke like, wow, that was amazing just to have a conversation and be fully present and like talk about your life for 60 to 90 minutes. Like they were like, I think I'm going to start a podcast just to have this feeling of these interactions. <laughs> so 
Yeah, start your own podcast. That's what I'm saying. This 100th episode, everybody go start your own podcast. (laughs) No, but really, it's even made me think like, hmm, I love how I have these conversations and like digging into people's lives. What if I just did that? Like, what if I did that with my partner and sort of in the idea of like, let's pretend you're on my podcast, you know, doing that with my family. Like it's something now that I've loved having these conversations and connections so much that it's making me think, what if I started applying these, you know, techniques I'm using for my podcast in conversation to people in my everyday life that I get to see? Um, So that's something to think about in your own life, like putting your phones away, like having this conversation, asking people about their life journey that I was realizing, you know, I'm having these conversations with, like I said, some people are longtime friends and I didn't know these parts of their journeys. And it's so fun to learn about it. Okay. Next, I wanted to say I've loved, 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 loved hearing everybody's stories and the diversity in them. Like there's been a lot of people that life's path were directed sort of by other people. If you remember my friend Anya Marina, you know, she, you know, made like was saying that a lot of people like back when she like was an intern at a radio um, station in college, like the DJ saw something in her and said, hey, send a letter to this person, whatever. You know, somebody was like, hey, you're playing music, blah, blah, blah. Like, so there's been a good amount of people that have been put on their path by getting prodding from other people. Even Kathy Heller, um, whose episode came out the same week that I'm recording this, you know, she has built an amazing business of business coaching. And before that, that came from creating her songwriting career and licensing her songs to, to TV and film and stuff like that, which her story is amazing and incredible. And again, like a lot of that was her own push and how can I do this? But then some of that was also like other people seeing in her like, Hey, Other people want to teach this. Teach a class. Oh, what? I don't know how to teach a class. And then she did. Hey, you know what? What you're teaching doesn't just have to apply to songwriters. It applies to anybody who's doing something they're passionate about and want to make money from it. You know? And so that's what led her to starting her podcast. That led to her writing her book, her amazing coaching business. So some people, you know, like are taking these suggestions from other people in their life. And me too. Like I want to say a lot of my life is me being like this is what I want and I'm very self-defined and go after what I want. But of course, there's things that other people have told me. Like I started making my I Call Bullshit videos over a year ago last year because a friend of mine, I had already had a YouTube channel that existed, but I hadn't posted on it in years. Somebody, a new friend of mine, you know, I was talking through her. She was having some personal struggles in her life and I gave her some suggestions and she said, you need to start a YouTube channel. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Well, I have one, but I haven't made videos forever. Like, I don't, it wasn't on my mind at all. And she planted that idea. And then it started something that I did every, almost every week for a year. And I really, really love it. And I plan to get back to it. So it's very interesting. Like I said, these people that have had different directions in life, some were seeds planted by other people. Jessica Ortner and her brother started the tapping solution. You know, that was like partially her wanted to do something with wellness, but her brother was also interested in tapping and how they came together and built this amazing platform and business that's healing so many people. Um, yeah, so it's so cool. And then uh, the other people that just like followed like Justin Willman, how cool is he? Please tell me you've listened to his episode, Justin Wilman, the magician, um, and his show that's on Netflix right now, Magic for Humans. Like, 
you know, no big deal. Just a kid who like dreamed of being a magician and kept doing it and kept showing up and kept making the life choices and kept showing up and kept showing up. And now is like about to release season three on Netflix, I believe, besides all the other amazing things he's done. So, yeah, I can't even. So many amazing people that I've been so blessed to talk to. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I'm hoping the whole reason that I started this podcast, besides the fact that I love to talk to people, and the reason it is called Claim It, in you know, in that I'm saying throughout the episodes, I say in the beginning, in the intro, I say when I ask everybody the last question of what they're claiming, it's up to us to claim our joy, to claim our worth, to claim our value, to claim our enoughness, to claim that we are fulfilled, to claim that we are successful, and that it's not out there somewhere. Once I, you know, fit into these jeans, once I lose five pounds, once I get this job, once I have X amount of followers, once I meet the partner of my dreams, once we live in this house, have this kid, blah, 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 blah. Once I get the boss, once I have the record deal or become the boss, once I have the record deal, once I get the book deal, whatever it is, then I will be enough. Then I'll feel successful. Then I'll be enough. Then the world will see who I really am and what I'm capable of, that we are wired to be looking outside of ourselves for validation. It's fucked up, y'all. <laughs> We're wired to look outside of ourselves for validation. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> we are wired to look outside of ourselves for validation. And so we are constantly seeking this, this, that, 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 this. I should do this. I want this. Maybe if I do this, have this, be this, then I'll feel this way. And a lot of times we aren't aware of that. So the reason... I'm having these conversations and I purposefully asked people about their whole journey and about the doubts that they had, the fears that they had. And, and we'll, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, I got that. Whether it's like somebody struggling and, you know, a lot of people had issues with their weight and stuff. And then saying like, once you got to that goal, or even once you have that TV show, once you lost all the weight, once you got to that perfect, whatever you were imagining, did you feel? How did you feel? <laughs> and, you know, and everybody would like usually laugh and be like, yeah, mm-hmm. And then I still was like focusing on something else uh, to chase. So I'm not plugging these messages and bringing those things up and talking about the judgments, doubts, fears, comparison, not enough syndromes that we all struggle from to be like, just give up, everybody. <laughs> You're never going to overcome it. <laughs> I'm hoping that by these people opening up and sharing their reality, and they are very inspiring, but also the truth that once you have this, once you reach these goals, that there's still struggles for almost every day in your mind and in real life that I'm hoping that that is inspiring you and empowering you to start to get more and more out of your own way. That it's not just you. It's not just you. It's not just you that's sitting there thinking you're not enough, that you're never going to do this, blah, blah, blah. That like, man, why am I still beating myself up? Why am I still comparing myself? Why am I doing this? That like, it's our human condition and we can change it. Doubts, fears, worries, shame, 
blame, judgments, comparisons are going to still surface. But you do, once you choose to tune into those thoughts and not run from them, you can change the storyline in your own mind. You can be like, ah, okay, that's a doubt. That's a fear. What do I want to believe? You know, I've, I've talked, walked you through in a previous episode, like how I feel through my feelings. And again, like all of this stuff takes work. And sometimes it's easier and faster for me to work through them than other times because there's real struggles. And a lot of things are the same story resurfacing. And I have to be like, this is me feeling like I'm not enough. This is me. You know, I'm writing a book about eliminating shoulds from your life. And I always am saying like, it's a daily thing for me. I gave up that word over 12 years ago. I don't use it except for when I'm talking about the shoulds. <laughs> but it's a daily struggle in like these ways that we self-criticize ourselves. What was I feeling like? Oh, okay. Well, just now, an example, uh, I was exercising before I start hit record. And um, I've been doing my Peloton rides. But in the last week, I started, I would turn the TV on while I was doing it. So the volume is like down low so I can hear what my instructor is telling me to do. But I also have this background of the TV. And a part of me feels like, is trying to tell me that's wrong. That's like cheating. Like, oh, are you weak, Trisha? Because you like are putting on TV while you're exercising. Like a part of our brains are conditioned to go into comparison and to tell ourselves that we're wrong. Why shouldn't be doing it that way? That right, like I'm not working out good enough if I'm having TV on in the background. We're feeling shame for that. And I saw these sort of feelings and thoughts come up for me. And I was just like, Jesus, if this, if making, putting the TV on is making me have more fun in my workout, actually like making me do the thing that makes me feel so good, which like getting a real good sweat in lately has been helping me so much. And if this putting the TV on is was helping me do it and it's making it more fun and I'm still getting a great workout, like why do I have to be so hard on myself or act like shameful or that's wrong? <laughs> and you know, might be like, oh, I totally get where you could do that. Or you could be like, that's ridiculous. Like, of course, I could watch the TV. We're all going to have different thoughts and things, but to realize all these things of like, why am I making this feel like this is wrong or I should be doing it a different way? And so then I tune into that and be like, do I really believe that? Or, you know, there's a lot of like hustle, hustle, hustle people out there that they are passionate about what they do. And so they, you need to work all the time. And I am so passionate about what I do. And I'm so passionate about getting this book out in the world and making these videos and all of the things that I do. But I also am passionate about enjoying my life and living it. And and I'm not saying that those, whoever I'm talking about right now, don't. But that's a personal choice for me that I sometimes will make myself feel bad or wrong because once I put my kids to bed, I don't like go back to writing every night. Like, Trisha, if you're so attached to this book and if you are so passionate about it, why are you spending every free moment that you have? You could be writing. <laughs> 
This is the voice in my head talking like that. You could be writing for an hour a night easily. Why aren't you doing that? So I started to feel, feel bad. And so then a part of me is like, yeah, Trisha, do that. And maybe I'll try that, you know, and I'm going to start with a shorter goal. Like maybe I'll just like go open that document and not let myself do anything else for 30 minutes, which I've heard that is a great tip, by the way, for people who want to write or do some creative project that I've heard writers, because everybody struggles with the resistance to the doing the thing they want to do, is like whatever the thing is that like you just only let yourself do that or nothing. So if you're like, okay, from 7 p.m. to 7.30 p.m., I work on my book. So it's like, even if you're not writing a word or doing anything, you are not allowed to look at your phone. You're not allowed to clean up. You're not allowed to text anybody. You're not allowed to wash your face, whatever it is. Like you're either doing that thing or nothing. So that's um, something I, I think is a great idea. But anyway, so I could, um, taking that information of myself, telling myself I should be doing something differently. <laughs> the person who's writing the book about the should feels like she's not writing it. She's shooting on herself about how she should be writing it. <laughs> so again, taking that information and that thought and say like, do I believe this to be true? Or is this what I feel like other people, the great they of the world would be doing or so-and-so would be doing? And so I get to, again, like, okay, so maybe I'll try that. That's a good suggestion. Um, hard, hard Trisha voice who's beating me up in my head. Maybe I'll try that doing, you know, a little bit every night. But then there's also like, hey, you know, I'm allowed to do things my way and it doesn't mean that I'm less committed or less passionate because I'm not working every moment of every day. Because also for me, a lot of times when I don't like sit in front of my computer and write, ideas come for me. I'm out living and then I'm feeling like, oh, that's a should. Oh, I see some another reference from somebody else and I'm constantly making notes into Google, my Google Docs about this. So, you know, like for me, it's like actually perhaps the free space that I'm creating myself to be in life I do create that space to make the notes. Anyway, this is not me trying to prove myself on my process. It's just, again, <laughs> all the ways that we can be hard on ourselves and feel like we should be doing things a different way. And so choosing to do what feels good to you and to pay attention to what you're telling yourself take notes. Like I said, there might be some feedback in there like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, right. Maybe I do need to make some shifts. I hear you. <laughs> and some could be just like, yeah, I feel, I feel good about this. Other people might feel like the only way to write a book is to write in every minute of the day. I know other people, same thing. Like, yeah, they have a one hour block of time. They do it every day and that's it. And the rest of their day, they live the rest of their life. You get to decide, whoever you are, what works for you. And that's allowed to change and shift also, you know? You get to see things change in your life, things shift in your life, what works for you, what doesn't. To allow yourself to be playful. Maybe morning is a good time for you to do the things you want to do. Maybe afternoon is, maybe evening. That's shifted many times throughout my life too. I used to be better writing at night. Now I'm a little brain dead, you know? So everything I say, everything I do, everything I share, the conversations I have on these podcasts, I'm hoping that I am driving home to you that what is most important is for you to validate yourself for you to have compassion for yourself, 
for you to love yourself. We're always going to be looking outside of ourselves and we do need people and we're always going to care what people think. And that's what's driving us a lot of times to do things that makes us passionate and help people and support people. But only you can control the voice in your own head. And it's going to tell you some things you don't like and you don't have to listen to all of them. (laughs) So also don't make yourself feel like you're a bad person or you're wrong because you hear a negative voice in your head. You hear a doubt, you hear a fear, you hear a judgment, you hear a comparison, you hear yourself say you're not enough. That's okay. That first voice you're hearing is just like what you've been trained to think, the believe, you know? And then the second voice is like the truth and where you get to choose, well, what do I want to believe? So it's a version, you know, I hear a lot of times a version of I'm not enough, I'm not doing it right, whatever, is the underlying message of a lot of the things. I'm not exercising right. I'm not writing this book proposal right. I should be working on it more. I should only be exercising while I'm exercising. Whatever it is, I'm not doing it right. I'm not enough. Underlying that. And then I get to stop and say, hmm, I don't buy into that. This is fun for me. I like this. This is working. I'm making progress every day and I'm stoked about it. And my life experiences are adding to the book. This is great. It's working for me. So you don't have to listen to that first voice. And that first voice isn't actually the truth. It's what we've been conditioned to believe. Choose your second voice. Choose what you want to believe. Validate yourself. Love yourself. Give yourself radical self-compassion. And um, yeah, one year one year and I have so many more episodes coming that I've already recorded and so many more people. I've had to even stop myself from reaching out to people (laughs) because I feel like my calendar is too booked with these interviews and I'm again, want to be spending time writing my book. Um, And again, just whatever it is that you want to do, allow yourself to even dream about it. That's another thing too that I realized, you know, like we're so easy. It's so easy to stop ourselves from either dreaming. But when you let yourself like dream big, dream without boundaries, dream without, oh, I can't do that because of finances, because we're on lockdown, because whatever it is, just allow yourself to keep pushing out the boundaries And see what like really lights you up and like visualize something that feels good. And then you can start to figure out how that could work for you in the way that works for you. Not even what you see other people have done. And so you think I need this and I need that and I need this and I have to do it this way. Those are all shoulds. Let yourself dream. Let it come to you. And sometimes it's a slow process and sometimes it's a fast process. Even I thought for years I would start a podcast just because I love talking (laughs) and I love sharing my insights and ideas. And it's, you know, it's honestly easier than writing. You just open your mouth and things come out. Cool. I'm good with that as a, like, someone who is not attached to things being perfect. (laughs) Um, So I always knew, but I, 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 I started it at the perfect time for me. I was ready in my life. I had visualized what it wanted to be. It took me a while to figure out like, okay, I want to do a podcast, but what would that be? What would be the point of it? What would it be called? What would I do with it? What would it be called that would both work for me doing talking like this and sharing some insight I had uh, and rambling and a conversation with somebody? So... 
plant your seeds, allow them to grow, allow them to shift, allow them to change. Allow yourself to dream. Allow to cre- yourself to create things that work for you, that excite you, that inspire you. Because when you do things that inspi- excite you and inspire you and it brings you joy, it's going to affect other people too. It's not selfish. It's not selfish to do things for yourself. It's not selfish to do things your way. It serves everyone because then you're just like this lit up, stoked person. And that's another thing too. Like these conversations, even if nobody ever heard them, (laughs) they give me so much life. Every day that I have one of these conversations, I'm like, oh, like reborn. I have this new energy. Again, it's like spending that time talking to people and truly being with them. Like it just really, that's for me. It serves me. So do the things that light you up. And it will affect other people in your life. And it will affect how you show up for everything else in your life. So you know how I feel. We talk about that in the first episode with Jason. You know the quote like, choose a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, no, you're going to work. But do things that you love. (laughs) Do things that you love so that you can remind yourself because there's parts of all jobs or some days you feel like some days I do have conversations scheduled and I'm like oh man I don't feel like talking today I feel like writing why did I schedule this interview those thoughts will come up and then I'll remember like hey I love having these and also like I could cancel if I want they would understand and if they didn't understand that would be okay Um, most of the time people understand and they're just like cool free time I get to do what I want Um, but I, you you know, again, it's like I, even the things that I love can show up as sometimes something I don't want to do in that moment. And so I get to shift and like, why do I do this? How does this make me feel? Why did I schedule this? Why do I want to do this? And then even those conversations that I'm like, wished weren't on my calendar because I wanted to spend my time otherwise end up like making me have this different energy that vibrates out into the world. So There's always going to be aspects of whatever it is that you're doing that are going to feel like work. Writing. I've always wanted to write a book. But of course, every day it feels like the hardest thing to do. If it gets so much resistance. And then once I do it, I'm like, ah, again, with the ah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I think I've mentioned that in several episodes, especially with Tristan. I remember bringing it up. And that might have been a Q, a TNT, Ask TNT episode or her, her own one, which I would love to do another ask. So write me in some ask me's. That, you know, like it's in the doing, like I feel good in the doing. It can feel so scary or I'm nervous or hard before you step into that thing. But when you do it, it feels so good. Yeah. So one year anniversary, I would love if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, you get the episodes faster, by the way, if you're subscribed, um, Please rate the podcast, leave a review that helps the podcast get seen so it can be heard by more people. And if you have not yet, screenshot me your review and send it to podcast at yourdwellgist.com. And I'll send you a little gift from my store. Um, I'm so grateful for everyone here that has listened to any episodes. I know there's a lot of information out there to be consumed. So I am super grateful that you listened to the episodes. I 
love so much when I see you guys share the episodes. When I read the reviews, I just explode (laughs) with joy. Um, Yeah, I can't thank you guys enough. And of course, if you haven't yet, make sure to download my daily inspiration app in the app store called Own Your Awesome. You can leave a review on that too and screenshot that. Same thing, send it to podcast at yourjoelgescott.com and I'll send you a gift for leaving that review too because I love hearing reviews and the reviews matter. Um, yeah, and you know, I'm going to do a, a giveaway. So I'm going to give away $100 to my $100 credit like gift card to my shop to two people. And what you got to do to that is share this episode or share any episode, any of the 68, I guess this will be episode 68 episodes and, um, tag me at your joyologist at claim it podcast. And I will select two people to send a hundred dollar gift card to the product line with too. Um, and that I'll give you guys like a week to do that. So May 14th, let's say. So share episode, share this episode, tag me. um, And yeah, you'll be entered to win a gift card. Again, thank you guys so much. I love hearing from you. I love your feedback. um, And I can't wait for you guys to hear more episodes to come. This is one of the funnest things I have committed to doing and it's still bringing me so much joy. So I don't see an end in sight. (laughs) All right, let's think about the final leaving it off. Let's go back to, you know, we're constantly looking for validation from the outside world. So we need, you want to validate yourself. So right now, I would love for you to acknowledge yourself. And that could be a simple saying like, I am enough. It could be acknowledged like, I acknowledge myself that I show up for myself and that I'm listening to these things that will support me. It could be you acknowledging yourself for whatever you did today. Um, You know, I acknowledge that I'm committed to my growth. So it's sort of like an affirmation acknowledgement. I am this, but actually say, I acknowledge myself this. I acknowledge myself that I am enough. I acknowledge that I am enough. So that would be that phrasing. Yeah. So acknowledge yourself. I acknowledge that I am on my path. I acknowledge that I'm an amazing listener. I acknowledge that I am showing up for myself. I acknowledge that I stayed committed to my purpose today. I acknowledge that I crossed two things off my list. Whatever it is, it can be anything. Acknowledge yourself and do that daily. At the end of the day, any time of day. But we're so often wrapped up into what we didn't get done and do. Acknowledge yourself for what you did do. Acknowledge yourself for who you are right now. Even if you want to shift and grow and do different things and whatever, you got to start by loving having compassion for, accepting, and acknowledging the person you are now. And the more love you give yourself now, the more you will grow and thrive. Because you can't hate yourself into changing or into loving yourself. You can't hate yourself into loving yourself. 
like the truth, right? It's like, oh, once I do this, then I'll feel good. Then I'll feel enough. It's the same sort of thought process. Love yourself right now. Claim who you are. Claim your worth. Claim your value. Claim your success. Claim your value. Claim your value. Claim your value. Claim your worth. (laughs) Claim that you are fulfilled. And that will allow you to thrive even more and to feel contentment at the same time. You can feel this and that. I'm all about the and statement lately. So what can you acknowledge yourself for? And I'd love to hear that too. All right, come find me on social media. I'm at your joyologist. Thank you so, so, so much for listening to this episode for any episode.